Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, beautiful human. Hi. Thank you for giving us a click of your time and checking out our conversation with Nessa Barrett. Woo. We cover pretty much everything. Here we go. Let's do this. Zach Sang Show. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> on the Zoom and not on the TikTok. Oh, for TikTok, I hate TikTok right now. I'm not, what do you mean you hate TikTok right now? Can you? What do you? You were posting fairly recently, but you have slowed it down. Yes, I did slow it down. I think I don't know. I've just been like off and on with the app. I post like when I'm feeling like you know, feel myself, and then I just post videos, and then when I, I'm just not in the mood, I just don't don't so, bother. What are you doing when you're not feeling yourself? Are you expressing yourself some other way? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm either at the studio or I'm in my studio in the house and I just write songs. I think that's mostly where I spend all my time this quarantine. I barely go on social media like recently, which is insane for me. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, we're here with uh, Nessa Barrett, uh, New Jersey native. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. By the way, it, it, it's hard to find. I mean, you are not a mystery while also kind of still remaining a little bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Um, I think I know what you're talking about. Like I, I <laughs> like for some reason I know random information. Like I know that you vacationed at the Jersey Shore, but I don't know where in New Jersey you're from. Which I'm from oh, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, my famous birthdays bio says I, I vacationed there, but I lived there. I lived there like my entire life. So, <laughs> oh. so yeah. were you a Benny? Like, what was your? No, you weren't a Benny. You were like, uh, you lived there even in the winter. What was your deal? Where in New Jersey? Um, I don't live in Northern Jersey. I live in South Jersey, so it's like different from like the Jersey Shore that like you hear of. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like <laughs> South Jersey. <laughs> like ocean um city and like you know that yeah. type of area not like snooky's area <laughs> trust me sister <laughs> i know we both know he's from philadelphia well i'm from uh, i was born uh up north and then we worked in atlantic city and i used to yeah. spend mm-hmm. my summers in lavalette yeah were you closer to pennsylvania um yeah way closer than new york i think new york was like three hours uh, PA was like maybe 45 minutes, but yeah. I, I just want to figure out who you are and how you end up living in what looks like a phenomenal apartment somewhere in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also making music. Let's dive in here. Uh, you figure out TikTok from your sister, but yes. do you remember your first video? Um, I'm pretty sure my first video on TikTok was um, at school with my friends, which is, yeah, it was literally at school with my friends. It it was like during lunch. Everyone was kind of jumping on the TikTok wave and I downloaded it like two days before because my sister was like obsessed with it, my stepsister. And she would just like scroll and watch all these videos. I'm like, what the heck are you watching? Like, this is not YouTube. 
And then she told me about it. And then she explained how it was like thin and musically, whatever. And then um, two days later, um, all my friends were talking about it at lunch. We made a stupid TikTok and ended up getting on the For You page. And then like ever since, it was like all my videos, just like, I feel like as soon as you get on the For You page once, you just keep getting on there. So like you gradually start to like gain followers. And I was just given a platform without really wanting it. So it just, it just happened. Yeah. What was that feeling of feeling popular for the first time? Okay, so I think, like, my first, like, five videos, like, I was, like, kind of, like, okay, this is, like, kind of cool, you know? Um, Like, everyone was kind of, like, thought everyone at school thought it was cool. But I think as soon as I got over that, like, 100K, like, followers mark, everyone on school, at school just started, like, hating me. Like, I'm talking about, like, being bullied completely, lost all of my friends, It just over the app. Like, I would walk into class, and um, there'd be, like, computers all over the room, and every home screen of every computer was my face from Famous Birthdays. <laughs> and I was like, this is not fun. Like, my teachers would put my name um, in, like, math problems and, like, talk about, like, my net worth that they Googled and, like, all this stuff, and I... It was, it was just, like, kind of sad. Like, I hated school at that point. Well, I'm just so confused. Like, how long did it take you from going from zero to even 100,000 people following you? Um, weeks? Um, yeah, maybe, like, four weeks, a month. Like, yeah. But why did the people you go to school with hate you for that? What, you think it was a jealousy thing? Um, I mean, I'm assuming so. I don't – I couldn't really honestly tell you. It was kind of, like – everyone like thought it was so cool at first and then everyone started hating me. And then as soon as I like got like a million, everyone was like, you know, like, Oh my God, like let's hang out all the time. Like let's make videos, like let's post on Instagram. And then that's when I was like, you were literally just giving me like so much stuff for it. Like, yeah. So it started from like everyone hyping me up to like getting so much hate and being bullied for it to like everyone, like kind of like, you know, cloud chasing, I guess, but it was just, it was terrible. Interesting. So between 100,000 and a million followers, there is this <laughs> weird gray area of celebrity. So weird. People don't feel like you're big enough to be used, but you're big enough to be brought down because they can eventually get to where you're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're getting so much hate so early on, what made you want to continue with it and keep trying to grow your following? I think at that point, it was kind of like I really had nothing else left. I didn't have any friends at school. There was nothing else to do. I um, recently had to quit all sports. I played soccer previously and got, like, my, like, biggest concussion after having multiple, and I had to quit sports for good. And so I had to find a new hobby, um, and it was just, like, kind of give me something to do. And I think, like, me trying to keep going was a way to kind of, like, prove everyone wrong you know um but yeah it worked out (laughs) (laughs) have you ever thought to yourself like why you yeah I I ask myself that all the time I'm like there's there's nothing special about me like I I just posted a TikTok that anyone can make and it just happened and I swear I don't put any effort in my videos so I just don't understand I don't you're only 18 right yeah. Mm. And how old were you when you posted your first TikTok? Like 17, 16? Um, yeah, 16. I just turned uh, 18 um, two months ago. 
Um, yeah, so I was 16 turning 17, and then, um, yeah. Okay, I want to keep track of everything here, because we have music to, to uncover, but it's all connected, obviously. Yeah. Um, how do you know that you need to move out of New Jersey and come to L.A.? What happens in your life that's like, yo, I got to go? Um, I think growing up, I always knew, like, as soon as I turned 18, I was out, like, out of my, <laughs> out of the house. Um, I, like, I don't know. I never really wanted to live in New Jersey, like, forever. I thought it was, like, kind of boring. I wanted to do something, like, more with my life, and I wanted to, like, explore a little bit. And um, prior to moving, oh, my puppy's barking. Um, prior to moving, um, I would like fly every weekend to LA uh, just to like see my friends, um, to go to the studio and then like I'd come back and then I'd fly back. And I was like, I think I actually moved at 17 and I was like, um, I'm just gonna go. Cause it was like, if, if I didn't, I would have been stuck in New Jersey for quarantine. Would not have been fun. And so I, um, so you're like fairly new January. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I'm going to say like, I, oh, it's not like May. Yeah. Maybe May. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's so new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, <laughs> what did your parents think of all of this? Are your parents involved? Um, yeah, I mean, like, they hated it at first. They hated it. They were to tell, like, they told me all the time that, like, I wasn't going to actually do anything with my life because of it. Like, it wasn't going to get me anywhere. Like, they thought it was so stupid. Um, like, I got, I got so much. Shit. Um, then I actually moved, got my own place, like, <laughs> got a car, like, was able to actually do things for myself at 17 and 18. And I just recently flew my mom out here and had her like spend a week with me and just see everything. Like she got to like watch like my music video shoot, like my like photo shoots, like press shoots and like all this stuff and like sit down at meetings, like go to like studio sessions and like notice everything that I do in a week. And then she just like literally cried. She was like, I, like I, she literally told me, she was like, I'm so sorry for ever doubting you. Like, it was insane, but yeah. Can you describe how you feel in that moment? Do you feel relieved? Do you feel vindicated? Is it like an I told you so? I think I think I felt relieved. I feel like I've always tried to live my life trying to um, kind of like impress my parents and trying to feel uh, uh, good enough for them, you know? So I think at that moment, I was like, I think I finally did that. <laughs> that was really funny well i have a question quickly about you were talking about the hate you were getting early on you've been very vocal now now that you've gotten super popular you still get a ton of hate i know you've talked about it oh yeah uh see like (laughs) the early on hate was like more like people like in person but then as I started getting bigger and like bigger, it was like everyone in person kind of wanted to like be my friend because of it. But everyone online, like I got more eyes on me and I've gotten a ton of hate. 
from like thousands of people. Like I'm talking hate comments that I like, and I don't understand it because I could never say things like that to a person. I couldn't even like think to say things like that. Like there was some point where I was like told to like kill myself, like every day from like thousands of people. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I thought it, it's just like something that I have to learn to deal with and like cope with. I'm still learning. But yeah, it, it does get hard. Zach Sang Show. I am hitting pause real quick to tell you about my favorite deodorant. It's called Native. It is just better all the way around. It performs better. It blocks odor better. It's made better. It's made with things that you and I, normal humans, understand, like coconut oil, tapioca starch, and shea butter, things we know. Also, the scents are pretty amazing. Native knows what they're doing. They have a bunch of seasonal scents. Like right now, you could smell like pumpkin spice if you wanted to, but they also have their staples. I am obsessed with coconut vanilla. Right now, I'm using lavender and rose. Look at that. Yes. Big fan of cucumber and mint as well. Honestly, they they have like 10 different scents and rotating seasonally, so there's going to be one for everyone. Native, it's just proper. If you're in the market for deodorant, I'm telling you, why not try it out? And like, I'm not the only person out there who loves them. They actually have like 14,000 five-star reviews. And you can try it. And if you don't like it, get your money back. This is risk-free shopping, my friends. NativeDO.com slash Zach if you want a special deal. Seriously, you get 30 days to try it out. And if you don't like it, boom, send it back. NativeDO.com slash Zach. Or just use my name, Zach, as the promo code when you check out. And you can get a discount. Native. It makes me smell good and feel good. So if you need deodorant, why not try it out? Zach Sang Show. And, and I'm going to break that down a little bit because I think there are a few sources for the hate, right? As you look over the past even few months, like since April, yeah. um, it has been a wild ride. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, April, I think that was around the time that I got to my very first um, controversy, um, which I'm telling you, like, crushed my, like, my world. Like, I was, like, done. Like, I, I did not know, like, what I was going to do after that. Um, but yeah, it was in my room, and I was having a sleepover with my, um, with my only hometown friend, and, um, we were on TikTok, and, like, we found this video on this for you page of, like, this, like, um, it was it was um an older man um reciting the Quran. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. And I I thought like I was so like ignorant and immature and I was not educated on the topic and I, I just thought that he was just like kind of like singing, um, which was completely wrong. Um but yeah, so um we thought that it might have been funny to make a video of it just dancing and it ended up being something that was completely inappropriate and wrong and offensive. And I had no idea. And what bothered me, like one, I was so insanely mad at myself for being so stupid and doing something like that was just like so wrong. But at the same time, it was like, it just kind of hurt that people thought that like I was doing it to be hateful, you know? 
like I did it on purpose. And that's where I was like, Oh, they assume like, the worst, but the truth is nobody really knows the full you, right? They only know yeah, sure. what you put out there in this portal that you choose to share. Yeah. Uh-huh. They have this like, you know, they have a very unique perception of you. They don't see all of you. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, that's why I've recently taken like a break from social media because I'm trying to like convert everything to music that way. Like music, I feel like is like the only way anyone could really know like the actual me you know and like every word that I say is just coming straight from the heart so it's like real and authentic and like social media it's like 15 seconds of like your day you can't it you don't you don't see a person you go you don't get the full picture so when that happened it it was it was insane insane the amount of threats that I got I I was I thought I was done for I was like my my life is over yeah hmm it is like a very serious offense to make light of a, a, a holy book, a, yeah. a, a, really, it is a, it is a holy, it, tens and tens of millions of people live their life by it. And it's, yes. it is, it is, the, it is the book. It, it, yeah. It's like the Bible. It's the scripture. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, I it literally, I'm telling you, like it pains my heart till this day that I did that because just me knowing that I hurt so many people, it's just like, that's like the least that I want to do. And I, I, I just, yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was a terrible time. And I'm thankful that I got through it. And that I feel like most people kind of understood that it was an honest mistake and that I'd never do it again. But then like a few months later, I got hit with another scandal that was just bullshit, if I'm being honest. <laughs> that was just terrible, but yeah. What was that one? Um, there was like a video, I don't know if you are aware of this, but there's a video, um, that went viral of, sorry, of a guy that claimed that he went to my high school and was like exposing things about me. That seems to be a common thing with successful like internet stars where people they knew back in the day will expose them once they get famous. Oh yeah. mm -hmm. But the thing is that like, he didn't even like, he didn't even go to my high school he went to my middle school <laughs> and like I moved <laughs> I moved um different schools like like before um I started middle school like from like after eighth grade like in middle school I moved to a different town because I was getting like bullied there and then like he yeah so it was yeah he just spread like like lies like lies and then like we had to contact like with lawyers but that was just like terrible it was it was insane interesting so wait is is this the guy who exposed your finstagram yes yes got it it. he he like he a lot of things everything almost was photoshopped a lot of things um that he claimed like took from the pictures are like just like manipulated and twisted like I think I there was like one post where I was explaining how I wanted to go to Africa to like feed the homeless at 14 years old because I've been asking my parents to like put me in a church to where I can go on a trip to Africa because that's just something that I wanted to do like and he not him not knowing anything he was literally like um he was saying that um Oh, that I was like, like being racist. I mean, you wanted to do a mission trip with your church. Yeah. Like I, I was just like saying like, I, I want to go to Africa. 
like I can't wait for February like it was it was just like I, I thought it was, I thought it was so, like, because he didn't, he went to my middle school, he didn't, like, you know, yeah. um, and then there was another one where he said I was mocking school shootings, um, which that is something that I never do, because I had, like, two school shooting scares, like, in my actual school, like, they literally had to shut the school down, and there was a person there, so I, I don't understand that, but yeah. I, I need to vet this, all, all, I mean, this is, this See, here's the deal. Uh, on one hand, you doing a dance to a man reciting the Quran is like tangibly the, it's not the right thing to do. It's a terrible thing to do. And then you have somebody really, essentially, you're, you're saying Photoshopping and creating nonsense, creating something out of thin air, you know? It was uh, like as soon as my hate from that started dying down, he just wanted to get at me. And I, I literally, I, I FaceTimed him. I FaceTimed him and I talked to him. Did you, did you already have his FaceTime information on your phone or did you have to DM him? Like how well did you know him? Oh no, I had to DM him. And I said, I said, can I please have your number? I want to talk to you. And we FaceTimed and he was crying and apologized to me. And then he deleted the videos the, um, the next day and like uploaded an apology. And I was like, see, it's just, it's just like when like I, cause I literally knew that like the only way, sometimes the only way you can connect with people that are like haters, quote unquote, like you kind of have to like talk to them like face to face. I mean, FaceTime's not face to face, but it's like almost the same thing. And you kind of have to show them like how it's affecting you in real life. Like I'm telling this kid, like you have no idea what you're doing right now over these lies. I was like, when you don't know me. Like, dude, you freaking bullied me in middle school for not wanting to drink alcohol in eighth grade after a dance. Like, what? Like, I, like, I moved schools. Like, don't act like you know me. Like, that's not the person that I am. You're twisting everything. You're making up lies just because you want to hate me. And then he said that the reason why he did it mostly was because he was mad and a lot of the other people from school were mad because I unfollowed everyone once I moved. But then they want to claim that I unfollowed everyone from social media once I got famous. And that's not true. I unfollowed everyone once I moved because I was starting a clean slate and they bullied me. So it was just like, it was just like a terrible like situation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just like people being selfish and just like hurting people for terrible reasons. So um, I think, yeah. What do we learn from both of these experiences? I, I, I can't even tell you. I just hope people know that like I'm human. Everyone that does social media is human. I feel like people just see us on a screen and they're like, they live a perfect life. Like they don't really deal with struggles. Like we can mess with them, you know? Like anything that we say is just gonna like not bother them. But it's like not true. Like, yeah. And I think people try to make extremely mean comments to try to get like the top comments not knowing that you're a real person and you're affected by these comments that they're making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like, as soon as, as soon as like one person starts hating on you, it kind of like becomes a trend, you know, everyone wants to follow that trend. Everyone wants to fit in. Everyone thinks that they're doing the good thing by hating on you because you did something bad, but. mm -mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree. And I think, again, I stand by like the last part of this, that guy making up nonsense is terrible and hurtful. Um, uh, I just, but that guy, I, but that guy made up stuff 
to he's using your name to bring attention to himself. Well, but the, yeah. oh, he gained, he gained. I'm telling you, he gained like thirteen thousand followers on Instagram yeah. in a day. This is the, these are this is the story of scorn Gen Zers who saw one of their peers get really famous and in their eyes leave them all behind while they're all trying to claw for some sort of popularity on these platforms that society has has said your worth is determined by Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And I, I just want to be honest with you, Nessa. I've been doing this for far too freaking long. And I was talking about it with a very dear friend of mine the other day who is a super famous. She used social media before you, you might've been in the third grade. I don't even know how old you were, uh, you know, 11 years ago, but my friend used it to do essentially what your dream is now. And she, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Social media before was totally honest and it was 100% genuine and it was the way you brought people in and attracted people was you used these platforms that were so new to share who you really were and to be an authentic self and that's what brought people and now fast forward 10 11 years it is turned into something that couldn't be further from genuine and I think in a weird way TikTok is a part genuine right? Because everybody can do it and normal people can do it. And yes, like you laying there with your puppy doing some random does well, but at the same time, it isn't genuine. It's like the tiniest sliver of who like, like, and it's such a curated weird piece of existence. Whereas Twitter and YouTube and like Instagram, it didn't start like that. It started as something totally different. And it's like wild to see it turn into this. Now I'll get off my soapbox and uh, I return to you. Um, it, yeah. it, you know, like, do you even remember, like, when did you, were you on Twitter? Like, what was your first form of social media ever in your life? I honestly think it was Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Instagram wasn't here until tw- like 2010. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was Instagram. And I, <laughs> the stuff that I would post so much different from now. Like, I think the stuff everyone posted back then was so different from now. I don't even know if there were Instagram models back then. No. (laughs) It was really, it it was really like a scrapbook of your life as opposed to it being Uh, these curated, perfect elements of your dream existence mm -hmm. as opposed to your actual existence. Yeah, my first Instagram was just terrible. It's still up there. There's like singing videos and everything and I just mm -hmm. could not delete it. When did music creep into your life? Uh, literally since I was born. Um, my dad has done it um, his entire life. We've always kind of grew up with um, a studio in our house. Um, and ever since I was born, yeah, I've been introduced into music. I've been singing since I could talk. I literally would write songs in like the, I guess, as soon as I could write. But yeah. So your dad did music or was an engineer? What did he do? Um, my dad um, produced some things. Um, so like a lot of people would come in and like he produced um, their music and stuff with our studio. And then um, he also would like rap on his free time. He liked to rap. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was like very heavily into music. And my mom also like loves music. She's, she's, she doesn't really like sing or anything. But she is, like, amazing when it comes to, like, her music taste and, like, 
finding like underrated artists like my mom has founded like the weekend and adele before they've ever gotten huge like she is like yeah but mm -hmm. so but they didn't understand social media at first Mm -mm. i think that's i think they're totally different totally different Mm -hmm. did they ever think that one could lead to the other no so no now that you've you, you technically uh, have three records out one of them being a remix so two right that are officially out into the world what is it like sharing that with your parents um i think it's i think it's great they're so proud of me and i'm so happy um i think it just makes them happy because like it's just like been my dream for so long like i like they've just I just feel like they just like kind of remember like what like watching my like chorus concerts and like my drama like performances and then now just being able to be like Alexa play like if you love me by Nessa Bear you know like I think that's like crazy to them and it's it's crazy for me too and I it's insane You've said that these songs are honest. Uh, you also said that you were going to talk about your breakup in these records, right? That's how you were going to address it all. W- was Pain the song that did that for you? I I, I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was, I, I mean, I feel like when I write my songs, I kind of want to make it broad in a way. So, like, I feel like saying, like, I'm in pain is just broad. Anyone can relate to it because once you kind of – put out your music it's not only yours it's like everyone else's song now you know so it's up for everyone else to like interpret and create it their like own story so I at first I didn't really want to like say like oh like tell them people what it's about because people would kind of just be like oh this is Nessa's song about Josh's breakup rather than like this is my song from when I'm sad or like this is like how the song relates to me you know so um but yeah um, I wrote that song uh, a day after we broke up. Mm. And how far after did you write If You Loved Me? Um, if You Loved Me was written about a month to two months after. It took a month to write <laughs> both songs. It took a month of uh, creating and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, to, f- to get a finished product? Uh, yeah, to perfect. I mean, like I'm telling you, like I do lyric revisions up until like my final vocals like even like in doing my final vocals I change lyrics and like rearrange things but yeah do you write on your own um no it is I write um my I wrote pain and if you love me and then um I also get an amazing writer Nate um he's amazing and he kind of uh takes a lot of ideas sometimes and crafts them and makes them more clean if that makes sense and um yeah and then me and my producer leo just do everything else like we um create like the instrumental like everything like every little like piece that you hear in the background is just created like if you love me is kind of cool because every like little sound effect that you hear is literally just like my voice cut up slowed down like distorted put backwards but it's used as like you know like beats and stuff which is insane so do you start a song by uh, like identifying a story that you want to tell or does it start with you guys constructing production oh yeah i always start on the piano basic chords um and 
I think I usually just start with a feeling and then I find like a word and I make a story out of it. I think if you love me, pain was very real. That was like easy. I mean, I just poured my heart out and got that. So soon after. It was, yeah. mm -hmm. Very, yeah. It was, I'm telling you, like I cried. If you were to, if you guys were to hear the first recording of pain, you can, I'm choking up. And at the end, I'm like, I'm literally crying. Like it's, I'm crying while recording it at the piano. Have you, have you ever thought about releasing that version? Cause I'm sure a lot of people could relate and connect to that. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it might be cool if like, maybe I do like a behind the scenes video, like after like my first album and then just like drop like my journey. And like, that's that like snippet is in there. I feel like that might be super dope. Cause it's so raw, you know? And, um, but yeah, that might be a really good idea. That song comes a day after you and Josh break up or after you lock lips with the other guy who then goes to hang out with his like like kind of ex. Yeah. Oh, um, the little honey thing. Yeah. Oh, the, that was a that was yeah, that was that was a terrible mistake that I made. But um I I don't think that we should have really gotten hate for it online, but it, it I do regret that a lot. Why? I, um, um, I don't know. I, I was still just so in love with Josh. You and just, a lot of, I don't know why a lot of people are trying to make it seem like a, like a, like a cheating scandal thing, but. No, it feels like you went for a test drive and then you went back to your. I did. Wheel. <laughs> I did. I, I, did. I, I swear. I, I did not. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like intend for any of that to happen, but like sometimes things just happen. Like I, I'm 18, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Free I, love, baby free love. My fr- happened, yeah. and <laughs> I think I, it was obviously the, the wrong person and it, it was, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't. You learn from everything, right? Yes, I did. I did learn. I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot. And also, like, obviously, it fueled a lot of these emotions that essentially probably brought you about, uh, brought you the reality that you've been in for a while that produced these songs. So look at it from this glass half full position, right? <laughs> like, would you have these records if it wasn't for the- that situation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I wrote, I wrote pain like the day after me and Josh broke up. Like the day, and I'm talking like, but that was also like a mixture of everything, you know? It was like, he also broke up with me. Like, I mean, no, we also broke up. We, he didn't break up with me. It was But we broke up the, the second I landed to LA when I moved there. So like, you I, it was like a lot, huh? You kind of came for him, and then by the second you got, you had nobody. I didn't. I didn't come for him. I, I came for myself. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it was it was kind of. I mean, like we were like long distance for like it, like almost like a year, and then like I, you know, so it was like kind of like a lot. Like with seventeen, like moving across country from my family, it was like a whole new world that I was experiencing. There, I was also dealing with a ton of hate online. And it was just like a lot coming at me at once. And so then I think I just had enough after that. I just felt alone and like empty and I was in pain. And 
I Jeez. sat down at the piano and just wrote it. By the way, why do you think he bailed on you? Because clearly he broke up with you. And I think that like you came here with nobody on the other side of the country except for him, essentially, right? He I mean, was... like I had a few friends, but. That's hard. I give you a lot of credit. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, things, things just like we're kind of getting a little hard. Um, I think we both were so young, but with like having like such a serious relationship, like I don't know anyone at our age that would like be together so much and like stay at the same houses, you know? It, it was so serious and it was like public too. And there's a lot, I think maybe social media kind of wrecked a little bit of it. Um, but like, I mean, like he's my best friend over anything. So I think that um, that's, it wasn't like so much more like I had like a broken heart, but it was like I kind of lost my best friend, you know? Still today, you consider him your best friend? Yes, he is. He is my best friend. Mm -hmm. Do you think he considers you his best friend? I think so. I think so. Like me I and him know. are fine now completely. We are, we are fine now. I, I know. Best friend's <laughs> a big title. How do you know? I just, I just saw him the other day. He surprised me with a snake. <laughs> surprised you with a snake? Yeah. For content? Yeah. Well, how do you feel about Jason Nash's lie detector video? Or Josh? Oh, oh, oh. What, what do you say? I believe they asked him if he still had feelings for her or something, and he said no, but the lie detector test that he was lying. Uh, sips tea. Okay. Mm -hmm. What? How did you feel when you first saw that? I, I don't. I was kind of like, um, like, <laughs> I thought it was funny that he said no. If I'm being honest. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think we are still each other's best friends and we care so much, no matter what, for each other. Is it hard to know what is business and what is real friendship? Yes. Yes, I think, and I think that's what kind of got in the way of our relationship because it was so public. But when you kind of like take a step back from that and like away from social media and like, anything that you could possibly get a gain from it then you understand like what is like real friendships and what's not you know if you like say like i'm hanging out with someone and all they want to do is film content then that's like no yeah but yeah. Like, I can, are yeah but like say i can like go out to dinner and just watch a movie with someone like it and there's like nothing else involved then i think that's when it becomes real you know do you feel like business influenced even the start of your relationship with Josh and maybe even the end? Um, if I'm being honest, um, I think maybe maybe the end, if I'm being honest, but not, not the beginning because we um, were private for like four months. Got it. Yeah. Looking like, back, do you wish you would have stayed private for longer? Do you think it would have lasted? Oh, 100%. I wish we ever, never went public. Like never. What part of the business do you think ended it? Ended it? Um... I don't know if I'm being, I, I couldn't even tell you. It honestly could have been me. It, it, it could have been me. Just like going through like all that controversy. But at the same time, I, I don't, I don't believe so. I think it was, I, I think it was more of like a personal reason, but maybe it could have influenced it a little bit. I mean, clearly in this song, you are questioning someone's love for you. Yes. Yes. And, in pain or if you loved me if you loved me i mean if that's in the title yes ah oh, 
Oh, okay. This song is kind of funny, if I'm being honest. It's it's like it's a I wanted I wanted to make like a big twist from pain. I think pain was kind of like a sad like love song, you know, like break up. Like, oh my god, I'm crying. Um, but if you love me is kind of like a revenge song, you know? Like you know like when like you you kinda like like Say, like, someone, like, cheats on you or something, like, breaks up with you, and then you kind of want to, like, get back at them. Oh, totally. You want to outglow them, and you want to be like, yo, look what yeah. you missed. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of like a – I just kind of wanted to, like, spin um, another kind of way that, like, heartbreak can go. And I think most people can spin it to, like, revenge rather than being upset and, like, wanting to get back at that person. Um um, but then at the same time, that comes with feeling guilty that, like, whatever you did. So I kind of switched up the song, like, halfway through and showed the guilty part. So it's like, and honestly, like, I was going to make the ending of that song another song. And then I was like, no. And I just put it in there. So it's literally two different songs in that oh, one. Because song. it's a longer record than usual. It's like four minutes and 25 seconds. Yes, yes, it's long. And I think I wanted to do something different, you know? And what's funny about me is, like, I don't I don't care about numbers or, like, getting, like, top 10 charts or how much money I'm going to make on a record, how many streams I'm going to get. I don't care about that. I just care about the overall, like, art of music and, like, creating something that I'm proud of and doing something different. And I felt like, I mean, combining two songs in one that could tell a story at the same time would be dope. And it meant something to me, so. I have a lot of respect for that decision. Um, but do you seek validation at all? Where and how do you do it? You know, I don't, my, I don't know. I kind of just, if my, me and my team think, it, think it's like great, then I think that's all that matters. I don't really care what anyone else thinks. I feel like at this point, it's like it's my, my kind of like, art and my just like creative process I I just kind of want to be looked at as like an actual artist because I am just so like hands-on with my work and everything that I put out there just comes from me and I just want to do something different so that it would show that like I couldn't be handed this song just to cut it you know yeah like a label wouldn't just give me a song like that and just be like, put your voice on it, and then I do it, and then I put it out there. Like it, that it was like a crafted piece, you know. It's like completely came from nothing, and I wanted to stress that, and I wanted to put kind of all of my creative juices in one song, and I wanted to do it in a dope way and in a dope music video. I think, yeah, I feel like Pain was was the start of something that I'm excited for, but it was also such a bland way to start it because I feel like every artist, no matter what genre they're in, can do a piano ballad, you know? And that's why I kind of wanted to have that as my first song because I was like, I could drop a piano ballad and then my next song, like literally I could go any direction after that. I could go from like country to like rock to hip hop, like jazz, like soulful music. Like I could do whatever I want. And I think that's what was cool. So as soon as I was able to craft my style and create something that 
I feel like is like my voice and what I want to come out with. I feel like it fit. So I want to kind of make my second song to be like a dramatic version of my style. That way it can kind of like lead the way for the rest. But yeah, if that makes sense. I don't know. No, it does. It, It totally does. Do you have an album ready to go? Are you sitting on more songs? I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm telling you, like, last week, I, I probably recorded, like, eight songs, um, but I have um, another song ready um, for the next release that I feel like is so dope. Like, I, I'm just getting to the point where I'm so excited. Like, you know, like, Pain, I feel like I was so, like, nervous and eager for that release, and I was like, it's not, it's like, it's like, so, like, the lyrics were so me, but the style wasn't me, if that makes sense. And now, like, I'm just fully coming out with music that is me. Like, everything about it is just me. And I love that. So, How I'm, many songs I, in do you figure out you? After Pain? I mean, like, I, 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 if I were, like, my notes on my phone, and, like, I have, like, a folder at my, my studio that's, like, papers on end of, like, lyric ideas and, like, song ideas. And my notes are just, like, just, like, full songs. Like, I... I knew I always had a style growing up, but um, I think it, it took a bit of time getting in the studio for the first time to craft it and make it mine, you know, because, like, I feel like a lot of people sometimes get so influenced by, like, their favorite artists and, like, what music they think is going to do great and mm-hmm. get top on the charts, but I think I had to kind of combine everything and then do something that is me, if that makes sense, in music. And I kind of just decided, I think for so long, especially with pain, I, I wanted to put my music in like a genre. And like after pain, I was like, I don't want to have to fit my music in any genre, you know? I just want to have a style that's just like Nessa's, you know? And I can well, just do my own thing. That way I'm not trapped in a box. Which you should never be. And I think genius should never be, you know, tried to fit into anything. How do you describe though? Um, emotionally or whatever the style of music you plan to put out there even after if you love me yeah i'd say i'd say um like dark pop is the probably the closest genre um like vibey i think what i love about music ever since i grew up is that like I just love songs to where, like, you can kind of listen to it and, like, sink in and kind of drown in that rather than, like, rave to it. And that's what I've noticed. Um, um, but, yeah, so I'm just, just kind of want to make something that is more, like, you kind of can feel it in a sense. Like, I, I think it's funny. And, like, for, like, a perfect example, like, um, Nate, my writer the other day, like, um, texted my producer Leo and said like my song like made him feel wrapped up in a blanket and I thought <laughs> and I was like that is interesting but that's dope and I think that is almost kind of what I want to achieve in a way you know just like a place where people can like listen to it and like escape because that's like and just having like an escape in music is just something that I love yeah I do like the dark haunting vibes that you have going on is that something you've always been into or is that a newer sound that you've been experiment experimenting with always like always and like it I think it's like funny because like I just would not really like listen to like the ordinary like artists and songs that I feel like everyone um 
my age does. Like I obviously like I love Billy, but then like I also like when I'm talking about dark, I feel like it's more of like like deep, you know? Like obviously like the instrumental and like the theme of the song is it's just gonna sound dark because like maybe it's like low like bass and like eight oh eights or and all that stuff, but um and like the vo- voice effects, but like, do you know who like Yeba is? Mm, yeah. Oh my God, her vocals are yeah. crazy. You're talking about no, yeah. You know my mind. Yeah. Well, you're talking about. We're talking about the same. She's on a few. She's featured on a few records too. I listen to her album a lot. If you if you were to watch Yeba, my mind on Instagram. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like I don't think anyone my age knows who she is. Which her is, voice is sick. Her voice insane. is highly, highly unique. I'm telling you, like three years ago, I I rewatched that video in my room all the time, just practicing her runs over and over again. Oh wow! And the way that like she sings and the way that she performs and what she talks about is just something that you feel and like you're compelled to her music. Um, and that's that's just what I I love about her. But um, yeah, that's so it's like certain things like that. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Cool. That's a cool inspiration. Yeah, that's a sick respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, Dan. I know you're about to ask something. Well, I was just going to ask about the music video. Very dark, very bloody. Yes. You know, I think I think it fits like Halloween, but I, I probably would have came out with the same video if it was like Christmas time. So I'm <laughs> I'm thankful that um it is Halloween. That way, people don't think I'm psycho. But um, I think I, you know, I, I did say I wanted to go dramatic and heavy with it and big. And I, I think that was like the perfect way to do it. It's very out there, um, and different. And so, yeah. Bravo. Can, can you, can you explain though quickly about the video? Like I was trying to figure it out. You're outside of this glass box. Yes. There's like this dead guy inside. The next thing you know, you're in there, he's bleeding, you're covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Can you kind so, of explain it? Um, I'm. I feel like the overall message behind um, If You Love Me is kind of like revenge and um, how love kind of makes you feel crazy and um, you kind of do things that you don't want to do. And I wanted to take it to like the extreme and be like, I ended up killing him, you know, but it's like, that's what it ended up being. And then like um, that guilty part um, that, the ending of the song that I ended up writing, that's kind of like more of a breakdown version in the video kind of like showed me like, kind of like realizing what I did and wanting to take everything back and like reminiscing over it and just being like, what the heck did I do? And I think, I think that was like probably like the most extreme way that I can make something like literal, if that makes sense. But um, I just kind of want to do something creative. I feel like I, I could have done like a basic video where like, like, the guy cheats on me, and then I'm, like, like, you know, like, smashing his car, like, setting his, like, house on fire, like, doing whatever, but, you know, I wanted to do something different, and not really, you know, something, I, I, (laughs) it's, it is odd, and I feel like people might think, like, I'm scary from it, but, um, I'm not mad about that, I'm honest. <laughs> is there a difference between the Nessa that we're speaking to today, the Nessa that's in the music video, the Nessa that creates these records, and the Nessa that the world sees on TikTok? Oh, okay. Um, I think the Nessa that you're speaking to right now, hi, that's me. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm the same person that is doing the music videos and the um, 
writing my songs and recording and stuff, but TikTok is just a whole different ballgame. I'm telling you, and I'm trying to get out of that. That's why I haven't been posting recently because I don't know how to, like, really be myself on that app. I think I don't know if anyone does. Like, I... I, Do you feel like you ever were yourself? No, no. And that's, that's what, like, I think that's why I just never really liked myself because I never really was able to be myself until I started music. And I feel like social media just, like, it was such a terrible perspective of me like people just saw someone that just was not me like I'm telling you like people would call me like happy and bubbly and like like a girly girl and I'm just like I no you know so I'm trying to like branch out of that and trying to like rebrand myself in a way but rebrand myself as like the actual me so that people get that um but it is it is hard because that that me that's like not me was the one that got all those followers and like I get a lot of comments like we miss like the old Nessa but I'm like that wasn't ever Nessa you know that's what yeah and I think yeah speaking of that I really want to make a song that's like called imposter but I'm talking about myself might be dope did you feel pressure to keep <laughs> up appearances to keep the the fame coming, to keep the follower oh. count growing? Yes, especially while still being in public school. Yes, yes. I feel like, I, I mean, I like middle school, I was bullied, like, all the time. I never could be myself. Um, high school, I, I was, like, kind of, like, on edge. I was the new kid, you know, at first. And then, like, I was fine. And then, like, I started social media, and then that's got bullied again. So I just feel like I never was able to be myself and I felt like I was under a lot of pressure because I was like, if people from like my school don't even like who I am, then like millions of people all over the world that see me on social media won't either. So I'm trying to put on like this mask and be someone that I think someone would like and at the risk was just like hurting myself because I, you know, but yeah i understand that well would would you be fine with having a smaller following if you got to be who you truly are instead of this big following while putting on some fake appearance oh yes like like i said before like i could not care about numbers i think none of this ever was um something for me to like gain from like numbers wise and like money wise or success wise but it was more for like validation from others it wasn't it wasn't ever about fame like, I don't, I don't care about that, but, um, but yeah, I, I would love, love if I never did social media and was just able to become myself and actually do what I love, which is music and start from that. But at the same time, I have to be thankful, um, for my platform because I, like, it does help me a lot, um, on music. So like, there's like, there's ups and downs, but I just have to deal with it, you know? And maybe there is a way to showcase who you really are over mm-hmm. a platform where you feel like for the longest time has only housed this one part of you or this one, what, maybe not even a part of you. I mean, this character that you concocted to fill a formula that you knew would keep generating likes. Mm. Yeah. I think, yeah. You shared a snippet of your song the other day on 
on it. it sounded great. Thanks. Um, I mean, it's like kind of a basic video. Like you don't really do. No offense to you. Like you just. Oh like, no, no. Like, I know. I don't do anything, and that's why I don't. I I always ask like, why do I have this on that app? But um, yeah. I mean, like I think I'm starting to be myself a little bit more. Um, and being a little bit more open on that app to show that I'm not a perfect person. So I'm not afraid to cry on there and like show like the real like side of me. Um, but like, it, it, I think it's still hard to know who someone is on a 15 second lip sync video. Yeah. Like, you don't, I think no one like no. <laughs> is ever going to like be like, I know everything about you just because you would sync that one song by Drake yeah. in three seconds and you looked like cool in it. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't know. I, they read into your song choice. They read into your. Yeah. I know. Um, is there any pressure to keep or, or to make music work? So social media could be whatever, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you don't need to put stock and weight and pressure. Um, I think if anything, I put more pressure on my, myself. I think, that's where most of the pressure comes from. Um, like my, yeah, my label doesn't, I feel like they don't really put much pressure on me at all. I think it's, it's mostly from myself. Like if I get pressure from other people, it doesn't really bother me, but I'm just such a perfectionist and I have a vision and I have a goal. And if I don't do everything that I possibly can to reach that, then it, that's my fault, you know? So yeah. the pressure just comes from me mostly. And I think I've done a, okay job so far keeping my standards up um but yeah I think right now I'm just excited to keep going and I hope like everything kind of pays off in the end because I like always wanted to do music since I was like a little girl so it's like I don't know it's just what I want to do and I spend like every day like in the studio when I come home from the studio I jump in my studio in my house like I, w I go to sleep, wake up, go back in the studio. And then it's just like, you know, it's just like my life right now. And I love it. And I hope that I can continue doing that as a career. And that would be like a dream. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today and consistency and honesty is key. And I think you have both those things. And I mean, truth is like, you're, you're still growing up each and every day. And yeah, like you made a mistake. A lot of children make mistakes. Some people make mistakes in front of millions of people. Some don't. Why are you shaking your head, Daniel? What's you don't consider no, I'm saying everybody makes mistakes. And I was just shaking my head because you're going to get canceled no matter what you do. You're going to get shit line. I get shit line and nobody even knows who I am and I get attacked. <laughs> so like no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Some people just do it in front of the world and some people don't. Well, yes. And you got to learn from those mistakes and acknowledge that they were wrong and then educate yourself about them, especially when, yeah, like I'm not going to bull. Like that was a dumb thing to do. It was a grave mistake, yeah. it was a grave error, but it's also a great opportunity for somebody to educate themselves on an entire religion. And yeah. it, it could really, you can use this as a, a way to change your life. And honestly, you take art very seriously. You take music very seriously. You really create from nothing and you turn it into something. And uh, you, you are on a path that's pretty cool. And I have a lot of respect for you. And I didn't, you know, I really didn't know what I was going to get into top of this conversation or where it would, you know, end. But you're a real artist. You're no bull. So, thank yeah. you. Keep it up and don't stop, dude. And keep being honest because if you're that, everything else will fall into place. Thanks. <laughs> uh,
Nessa Barrett. Final thought, Dan, you good? Yeah, I think we covered a lot. We co- I think we covered it all. Peace and love, insane, my friend. Insane amount. I was not expecting all this, but yeah. <laughs> uh, come album time, hopefully we'll be back in the studio and you can come hang out. There's somebody vacuuming right outside of my apartment, so that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. Peace and love, dude. It was nice talking to you. You too. Bye. Later. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.